You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. You're listening to the Country Chat with Dom podcast with me, Dom. Today, I've got a very special guest. Her name is Sandra Knopf. She's from Sweden, and she now lives in L.A. Hi, Sandra. Hey, Dom. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? I'm good. It's nice to be here. It's nice to have you on. I mean, we've been trying to organise this now for the past week, week and a half. And yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every time... Well, we, we finally did it. Every time we message, it always ends up with you pretty much going to bed and me just starting work <laughs> because of the time difference. I know. That's so know. crazy. It's crazy. I never get to sleep early, honestly. I mean, it's a musician's life too, I guess, but also the fact that like, I, I, I do half of my, all of my communication almost with like Europe and Sweden, so I'm used to it. People start messaging me when it's time to go to bed, so it, it always takes a few more hours. <clears throat> but it's okay. That must be so frustrating, like because everybody in a normal in a normal like career path, we'd wake up and we'd work like nine to five, example, right. yeah. and we'd get up at seven and we'd go to bed at say nine, ten, eleven o'clock. But as a musician, it'd be yeah. like pushed on a lot later. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's um. I think I've always like uh, I've been more like awake at night, so for me it kind of fits my personality, I guess. But uh, in Sweden, it's uh, it's so different. In Sweden, it's very like squared in and very you know normal life and normal hours. So yeah, I, I can't. For me, when when I get up in the morning, I can't really call anybody past uh, 10 p.m. in Sweden because they're all asleep. <laughs> so nighttime it is. So in July, was it was it June or July that you released you? It was July 17th. July 17th. Yes. It must be bizarre now. Obviously, moving to LA, you know, a couple of years ago, was it about four or five years ago? Yeah, exactly. It'll be five years uh, very soon. It must be almost surreal doing what you used to do when you first moved to LA, which we'll go into a bit later, to then pursuing music for yourself. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a big journey getting here and and uh, even looking back, like I've been here for so long and, and I've grown and, and developed a lot. And I just, just if I back up like three years, I don't think that I ever thought that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Like it, it's been a, like stepping stone after stepping stone and like slowly moving forward and, and um um, yeah, trying trying to to reach my goals and my dreams and everything I've always like wanted to do. So I'm I'm super happy. It is kind of crazy when you think about it. Now, <laughs> deciding to move to America from Sweden. Yes. How 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 did that all like start? Where where did like the ideas start coming from to think to actually move? Not only not only between like cities but between continents yeah it's kind of funny because i'm such a small town girl too in sweden i didn't even dare to move to stockholm i thought it was like too big of a city and and even though it's like one hour from where i live it's not even far so 
I went there by train, you know, I commuted, I worked a little bit, but I was, I always thought it was such a big city and I was, I, I wasn't ready to, to move, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, after uh, a lot of years in, in a small town, I just felt like I needed a change and, and, you know, why not do it, you know, full, full out, <laughs> like all in kind of thing. And, uh, if I backtrack, I think like I've always wanted to go to America. I've always felt very drawn to that culture and known that I want to go and try to really experience it, all all of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know why. It's just always been that way. So when uh, when I'm I actually met some Americans in Sweden while working. So I think that kind of triggered it. And, it made me realize I need to do this now or else I'll just, you know, never get around to it. Yeah. So they motivated me a lot and they said, you know, you, you got to go. And, and uh, I went on a road trip first with my sister. We traveled cross country and, and you know, we went to see our friends and, and we traveled across the south a lot, which which sparked my <laughs> my love for country music <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I actually moved here twice. So the first time I kind of tried it out and, and, uh, I just took time off of my job temporarily and I moved to Santa Barbara in 2013 for, I, I attended one semester at a co- college, just sort of to try it out to see if I could, if I, if I'd survive, <laughs> if I, you know. Because it was so far away and I was still kind of in that mindset. I, lo- I remember that, you know, even that feels long ago because I was missing home a lot and and my sister and my cat and all of those normal things. And, and it kind of took a while to adjust. And by the time I I was about to go home, I felt like, oh, oh no, I don't want to leave, you know. So yeah. just super motivated for those two years that I spent in Sweden in between. And I just worked and uh, started singing I started seeing a vocal coach and then, you know, just, I knew I was coming back. So it just, I took those two years to prepare kind of. Now, when you moved back to Sweden for two years, did yeah. you, did you almost, did you feel homesick for America again? Like the opposite way? I did. It's crazy. And I still remember that I was like crying in my kitchen, trying to like readjust to Swedish life. And it was so strange. Um, I didn't do much. I didn't really like, I just, I really just prepared. I like, I, I went to work. I was working out a lot. I didn't really go out. I didn't do a lot. I just really mentally prepared and I was singing and I took care of my cat because he was old and sick and and that was pretty much it. And then I started the application process and, and, uh, yeah, saved up a lot of money and started preparing for, for coming back. That's awesome. That, that yeah. was it. Was it scary? You know, not only going for the first time to see how it is, almost like a dry run, but was it scary going for the second time, thinking this is it? I'm now moving to America. If I see like old Facebook updates and stuff, when they remind you, like, hey, seven years ago, check this out, <laughs> and I see I wrote before I moved the first time, yeah, I, I was scared. Like, I, but it's strange to me now because it's 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 home, you know. But yeah, it was scary the first time. The second time around, I think it felt more like going back, and if I felt more sure of it and um, more, uh, oh, how to say, like. Um, I was really hoping like inside that it would be like the last time I move here, like this is it. Yeah. 
that kind of Yeah. Uh, what I was scared of was more the singing part at that time because I never performed in front of people. So that was scary. And I was really going to like a, a good music school where they have a lot of performing arts and I never kind of done that stuff. So that was the part that scared me the second time I came back. So that, that that's, that's, that's crazy because normally when people <laughs> want to do such a big jump, they kind of already have like a, a either a foot in the industry or kind of like know themselves where they are. And that that's incredibly yeah. brave of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I was really, I was really scared and I didn't really know if I, if I would be able to handle it. But, but at the same time, when it's something you've been wanting your whole life and you kind of just always had beneath the surface, it was like a lot that needed to come out, I think. So, and I felt like it was now or never. So I needed to just do it because I wasn't happy. Like, at a normal job and, and, and the thought of doing that for the rest of my life was just insane. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> think like that. What was your normal job? I worked at a hotel and, uh, I mean, it, I love working with people. So that part is fine, but it's just that the, the, you know, the regularity of it, the, the non-music part, like I didn't realize that I needed music that badly. And and it was hard for me to grow in that place and, and develop. I was sort of, you know, you get stuck in routines and and you can only go so far in some workplaces. So I wasn't really happy anymore. That, that's you should have. You, what you should have done is um, you should have start singing to the guests as they start coming into the hotel. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. the hotel. Yes. <laughs> I should have maybe. I was scared to even do that. It's crazy. I used to be. I had it like a really huge stage fright. So it, it, um, even the first time here in the first month, like I really had to work on that a lot. Yeah. And the first time, you know, the first day in school, they pushed you up on stage and like, hey, everybody's singing today, and and I, I was like looking in the ceiling and, and, and shaking and almost crying afterwards. So it was a, a lot of. Uh, work on myself that I did that first year and I could kind of feel it. it was nice when you felt like you know you pushed through to the next level sort of or you you know like yes damn I good did good today like now I can move on to the next thing you know yeah can you remember the first time that you got onto a stage and thought I'm actually really comfortable now I do remember a couple of songs I guess where I felt like I did good where I felt like I was more relaxed and that I could move around more because I really love dancing and stuff like that. I've always danced into classes. So like I am very comfortable, but it was just hard to let my guard down, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I let that out, it was just really nice. What's it like performing with other singers and songwriters and other people in the performing arts at that school? When you're trying to, obviously you're trying to develop yourself and make yourself into as great as you can be. And yeah. then when you see other people around you doing the exact same thing, is there like a is there like a pressure? A little bit, maybe. I get what you mean, and yeah, it's hard. Like I think we all, it's very easy to compare to other people, but I, I do feel like that was a very uh, supportive school, and it was kind of a small private school, uh, Musicians Institute in Hollywood. So it, it everybody how I felt was everybody was very supportive of each other, which was nice. It was, it felt more safe and friendly, and um, 
it's not a huge school, so everybody sort of knew each other instead and hung out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like going from then a small city or well, a small town girl to then to this big because LA is not just a big city. It, it's yeah. It, it's vast. It's huge. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. What? It's so crazy. There's still places I haven't even seen here. Cause, yeah, the, yeah, I know because I don't have a car also. So I'm kind of, you know, I I walk a lot. I hike, <laughs> you know, I need to get around. But and sometimes I have friends that have cars, but uh, yeah, there are certain places that I still haven't really uh, looked, what's discovered or not discovered, but you know, looked um, deeper into. <laughs> where's, where's your favorite place in LA so far? Then, where where do you normally like to hang out? Ooh, um, tough one. I don't know. I really like you know the scenery. I love the the views over the whole town. Like we. We live right in, I live right in Hollywood, so right behind me is like all the hills and Bunyan Canyon, so as soon as you, like I hike always up uh, up hills, so I can, you can see like the whole view, which is super pretty. Yeah. Uh, It kind of does something to you. It's really like inspirational. You get up there and you you, you feel things you didn't (laughs) think of before, and it kind of, it gives you like, yeah, a different sense. I always get like very kind of not emotional but like introspective when i'm up there kind of yeah i totally get that for yeah you kind of i do it whenever i go walking here in the uk because we've got where i live in the north of england in yorkshire there's a lot of greenland there's a lot of hills there's a lot of farmland and you can go walking for as long as you can and when you find yourself with no with no cars with no built up anything around you it's just fields or just beautiful scenery you kind of like it's almost like an inner peace yeah i can totally relate with that yeah it's really really nice and though we don't have those kind of views in sweden and not where i'm from everything is more flat so you can't really yeah it's it's like the magnitude of it really kind of affects you it's really cool what's it like adjusting to the heat oh i love it though (laughs) sweden (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so I really like the fact that it's, uh, I never knew weather could be this perfect. It's like almost always summer. Yeah. Uh, and way less humidity. It's usually kind of dry, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, the summers are really hot. They get very, very hot. So, um, and we don't really have the ocean close. So, so it's a little bit tougher. I, I was very uh, happy that I've had a pool here because at least you can cool down a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. It's nice for a Swede. It's, it's very nice. I don't take it for granted at all. And the winters are very mild too. Like they, they get a little chilly at night, but, but it's, it's fine compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> See, it's great being able to speak to somebody that's living in the, you know, the West Coast, because normally it's people living in, like, New York or North Carolina or even, like, Tennessee. And oh, really? Yeah. It's great to actually go even further across. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy to talk to you. It's nice. So, you. Yes. Where did you come <laughs> from? Because you use very much a a loving song. It's, it's very, very... It's, it's for it's for that perfect person. I've, is that written in? Is that written for anybody in mind? 
it is, but <laughs> I might not. Um, I might not go into those details, but yes, it is. Um, yeah, my my uh, guitarist wrote the music for a class. He he never, I guess he never thought that it would be like a, a, a real project, but he sent it my way and asked me to if I could uh, write the lyrics and and uh, help him finish it for for a class in school. So. I, I did it pretty fast and we recorded the demo like that same week and then uh, I just, I, I, it stuck with me and I really, really liked it and it's very catchy and I, I don't know, I felt like it needed to, like it, to me the music was so happy. Yeah. And it's harder for me to write happy songs. I was really happy and I was like, I need this to be a loving, warm song and the, the first two lines of the chorus just came to me. Uh, and then I built it off of that, kind of. The great thing with the song is normally whenever you listen to a song and you think, you're trying to think of the title, whenever, whenever you listen to a song and you don't know the title of the song, you're trying to wait for the chorus. But right. you, re- you repeat you quite a lot and it, yeah. can, it builds within, within each other. It's like a jigsaw puzzle that just every little piece <laughs> adds together. Thank you. Thank you for listening so well too. Like yeah, I I I never I don't write with the title in mind like first off I just I write what I feel and then it kind of comes together but with that one I really like I had I I felt like I saw the structure very clear to me very fast and I need I, that's how I wanted it to be kind of How long did it take for you to actually finish off the lyrics and get everything complete? I think I did it in like two, three days. It wow. didn't take that long. And I was doing a lot of stuff at the same time. So I remember <laughs> being stressed. So I, I was like, shit, I have to finish it. I have to finish it. And I was running around and I, I was doing other things at the same time. So I was I was basically, you know, having one earbud and one ear and while doing stuff like writing on a piece of paper uh, next to me. Oh, wow. Trying to figure out all the verses and stuff. I had some options for for that I scratched out for verses, but I think the chorus was what came to me first, and then I, I puzzled together the verses. That's brilliant. Uh, I, I struggle. I struggle doing multiple things at once myself here, but to be able to <laughs> do like all of that and write a fantastic song—that's like that's thank brilliant. you, thank you. <laughs> I'm very happy it came out so nice. It is. It and, is a fantastic song, and. Even to, even like towards the end when it starts going a bit when you go into the lower layers when it starts to strip down a bit it's not like it's stripped all the way down it's still got that lay, that thick layer with it and it's brilliant it's it's really well done I'm really it's it's really catchy. Thank you, my my best friend and, and producer songwriting partner uh, every title kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, Juana Beja always help, helps me out at the end too. So I wrote this song with my other guitarist, Casey Lau, but then we always bring it to Juan for like final production and stuff like that. So he always adds his little flair and like all the instruments like added on top of it. And he heard this choir in his head that he wanted at the end. So him and me are doing the background background vocals that go at the end. I adore you. I Yeah, all of those things. So yeah, all the layers came together really nicely. It was... It couldn't have been done. I don't think it could have been done any better. I mean... Thank you. 
I, I try and be cynical sometimes with songs and I always try and find, you know, what can I do differently? What can I do? What right. can I change? And yeah, it is hard as artists. I think we always like criticize ourselves a lot and try to like go over it a million times. It's very hard to let a project go. Yeah. Yeah. But I try, I, I really, I'm really like uh, energetic at try to finish stuff and get it out too because I, I want people to hear it like I've heard it since September last year when I wrote, actually wrote it so wow. it's like really nice when it's out how do you go around preparing to then release the song because when you've got everything written you then obviously go to the studio and you do all the instrumentation then you put your vocals on top of that and then yeah. it's the whole press side you know how was yeah. it for you doing all of that um it's a lot of work but it's not it's okay because i've i've kind of um i've done i've done some similar work before in my past because i have a degree in like a museum event uh, planning thing so i used to book artists and kind of do the behind the scenes work a lot yeah so it is fine for me to now i'm working for myself so so i don't mind putting down the hours but it is a lot of work um yeah, press release and, and emails and even not like with this one, we, we, we did a lot. We have to do everything because it's a quarantine, like all of that part of the <laughs> life right now too. So like I, I try to train Quan again to, to be a photographer for me because we, we <laughs> weren't like I can't hire people right now. So we were trying to stay away and stay safe and and i have a camera luckily so i was like you need to try to do this photo shoot because i need the cover you know um so we really did everything and the first couple of teasers that we put out because i wasn't sure if i was going to make a video we shot them ourselves i edited like you really you have to like kind of do all all the different aspects in the that's that's part of the release and yeah it's nice to be creative so you get to do a lot <laughs> it must be Obviously, we try and avoid like the whole coronavirus like topic at the moment. But right, I, I like yeah. I seem to be drawn to the topic all the time because it's changed the way we do everything. It's changed the way we yeah. think, and it changes the way we plan and prepare to do things. You know, whether it's you know going to the shop or releasing the single because we can't. Yeah. People can't do like the radio tours the way they used to do it, and you can't yeah. go out and you know, promote it as effectively as, you know, a year ago. It's, it's, I find yeah. it, I still, as horrible as it is, the whole situation, I just find the whole sociolo sociology side to it all fascinating. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it does. It's, it's, and plus it's been going on for, for a while now. So, so it is the new normal, like everybody's saying, like it, it you had to adjust and, and you, yeah. It affects a lot, so we, yeah. Um, I lost my trail of thoughts. We uh, all in all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost it, but <laughs> all in all, how is it? How has the whole like pandemic really stunted what you've wanted to do this year? I. What what changed for me was that I, I was, because I'm still enrolled in classes here, so I still take music classes. I do take photography classes too, and uh, dance and stuff like that, a lot of creative things. Uh, and obviously, everything is online. Yeah. And 
what I lost out on was a lot of studio time that I had through my school. And I was supposed to have an internship, which could have led to further connections and stuff like that. So I did lose out on things. And but but I try to stay thankful because it's it's so it's so scary. And I've been really in the beginning, I was super paranoid and really scared. So I'm just happy to, to have been able to stay safe and inside and not having to go to work and things like that. Um, and luckily, we also just spent some time in the studio right before so we could luckily finish you yeah <laughs> and, um, I even uh, yeah I shot a music video right before everything happened too I remember because I had the release date on March 13 and it was that was the last weekend when things were normal sort of because we also had a birthday party for my uh, best friend and after that everything shut down we never saw our friends again like yeah um, so luckily I still had stuff to to work with and uh, and do from home. So I've done what I can. And, and I think it's been, it's different, but, but interesting because I've managed to connect with people that I might not have otherwise, um, because of all the live streams and, and how things changed. I've, I've, um, um, reached out to other people and, and talked to a lot of people like in Sweden and Scandinavia and Norway has a lot of big country scene. I never knew before. Like, now you really you have time to look into everything in a different way because life used to be super, super hectic, hectic for us. And now everything is online. You can't do anything else. Do you find that being locked in and obviously with all the, the live streams and having to really push the social media aspect of everything, do you find that you've got a wider fan base now because of Maybe. it? Maybe. Yeah, very possible, actually. Yeah. It was hard to adjust a little bit because you weren't used to doing the lives uh, and you don't really have an audience the same way. And, and like the, the, the interaction and the applause or, you know, all of these things that we take for granted when we were out playing, like all of this is very strange, but, but, um, but it's still been fun. And I think that we have connected with people that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I'm very thankful for that. That, that's that's one of the things when I, when I was doing the Instagram lives, I'd always make a point. If I really enjoy the song, I'm going to clap and I will whoop and I will cheer <laughs> and I'll do everything I can to make it try and seem like a normal, normal-ish gig. But it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still it's whenever I do those though, it's nice to see like all the love hearts and the comments come up through yeah. and people actually engaging. You know, people can yeah. ask questions whilst in, whilst you're in the middle of performing. You can always go back and scroll through, and yeah, it, it, I find it's given a a unique. This is talking from like a fan point of view, but a unique experience with an artist. Whereas before, you go to a gig and you'd perform, and then if you get right. like a couple of minutes afterwards, you then talk to the artist. Right. And yeah. now it just seems to be a lot more involved i think it's yeah i think yeah it's it's horrible obviously not having the gigs and because that's where a lot of revenue comes from with merchandise sales and ticket sales but in terms of making the best of something it's one thing that's good is that engagement yeah very true yeah i totally agree it's it's just so nice also just even for friends and family like we because we're, we're kind of from everywhere, you know, we have a lot of support in Argentina even because um, 
Clones families from there, and, and they're so supportive. Like every time we play, they they watch it and they comment like crazy. And 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 it's nice when people ask you questions and you see that they're there and they're curious, and it it kind of makes us, you know, more relaxed and and make little stories come out, you know. So it's been really, it's been fun. Now I've got on my phone right here. When you go to your website, you can go onto the about. If you go right to the bottom of the about, you can then click on press and go to EPK. And then on there, you get access to your tech rider. Yeah. Yes. For those people that don't know, a rider. So a rider, do do you want to explain what a rider is? (laughs) No, you can do it. Your English is probably better than mine, so it's okay. Basically, a rider is almost like a slip or something you give to a venue or a venue gets from an artist. And if there's any special requirements, say if you need, if if you need, say, 10 dozen roses or a <laughs> box of certain type of chocolates in the room before a gig, or if you need a special, um, like a special green room kind of thing beforehand, th- this is where yeah. you put, this. you put it on the rider. It's almost like a... When you order a pizza from Domino's and you've got the special instructions at the bottom where you can type to the delivery driver or the shop, it's almost like that, but for an artist. But on, yeah. your, on yours, all you've got is like access to bottles of water. I thought there'd be something uh, a bit more. Well, you know, we're <laughs> we're just beginners. We're starting out. But I felt like I wanted, like, because I used to work with this, you know, so I would take care of of, of uh, a really big artist when went for uh, festivals and and shows that we did in uh, New Shopping in Sweden. So I will I will be the person who took care of all of them and read them and accommodated them and like. I, since I work with that, I figure you know I, I need to be professional too. So at least you know put down a technical writer. Um, obviously, as you grow as an artist, it'll be way more complicated and intricate. But I, I just I have a very nice simple one, and uh, I love how simple it is. It's very <laughs> we're not and divas, so I'm not going to put anything <laughs> weird on there. But I've had I've had I have one artist that required a football in his dressing room, for example. It was some sort of routine he had before he went on stage. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. This this was going to be my like follow up questions were it's going to be because at the start of the show I said I explained that obviously you did things before you actually became an artist now this is what you used to do you used to look after the artists and prepare for gigs and actually organize yeah. the actual gigs themselves when you do yeah. when you're sorting out artists riders yeah what is like the weirdest the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Um, I remember that football, for example, uh, what else? There were some things like where people are very specific with what, what they eat, for example, I remember. So you really have to go and you check, you know, what's inside or what, um, you know, specific brands or stuff like that. Um, for me also, I worked, the festival I worked with was, uh, one of them was a drug-free festival. Yeah. For kids before you know school starts again so with in that case it was uh, kind of specific with the alcohol part because a lot of bands require their alcohol or their drinks or, you know before they go on stage they want to be relaxed and it was like a zero tolerance for that 
So I had to be the one telling them, sorry, we will not accommodate this. And um, some people were maybe not so happy or they try to sneak it in, you know, um, and still have it. Uh, so we have, you know, we, we had to, even with the kids and we're, you know, we have we have patrolling people around the fences in the area and all, all things like that to, to keep it clean. Yeah. And, yeah. That but it was fun. It was, and I did that for three three summers. I did that festival three years in a row, and then uh, simultaneously another festival in the same town uh, for three summers in a row. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's it's really fun. And uh, I got to you know have my own crew and have volunteers, and I, I uh, my sister always helped me out, and uh, yeah, it was like our thing. And we fixed the backstage areas and. Uh, if they need like a quick change area on stage before they, you know, in between the songs and, and yeah. everything like that. It's, it's nice to have all that insight too and and, uh, and got to kind of work behind the scenes, you know. Did you have one of those special headsets with the mics and like wedding planner? <laughs> I have at times. I have. Uh, we had those like walkie talkies and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. <laughs> I just, I do, I do remember that. I felt, you know, that one day, one day, I hope I, you know, I will be the one on stage because at that time it was like too, too early on for me. I didn't, I didn't get it or I, I didn't have the courage enough to, to get out there yet. Yeah. That, that's so strange to hear though, because it's the way, the way you talk now and the way that you listen to your music now, you would never have thought that. You'd never think that you'd, you have that almost like anxiety. It's it's brilliant to see. It's nice to see. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it took a lot to get it out, but now that it's out, I feel like I can't go back. You know, um, it's just really nice to be able to express yourself and and do everything that you've always longed to do. And uh, it's very freeing, sort of. Yeah, I feel like I've grown a lot the last the past five years. Being locked down and going through this whole situation at the moment, have you written a lot more songs or is there anything coming soon in the pipeline? I wish I could say yes, but it, I feel like it's been hard to stay motivated as far as writing. I don't know why. Um, I still have songs that I need to finish up. Like I've had them like laying around for a really long time and... and I have, you know, I have the plan set up and everything. I know where I want them and, and I'm planning my EP, but yeah, we still need to finish uh, the last two songs and uh, uh, maybe maybe put some extra acoustic version of something on there or like Ooh, uh, spice maybe a cover. Well, yeah, spice it up a little, make something um, funny or um exclusive at the end <laughs> but um I, I think i've been mostly promoting that's you get stuck with writing emails and stuff like that and trying to uh, uh advance and make more people hear your music yeah yeah it must be different. and then we just released the video also so that that also took some some work yeah it must be difficult yeah. having to basically do everything Promoting, yeah. promoting yourself, doing your own social media, writing, singing. Oh, you must be tired. I am. I'm always tired. <laughs> but 
it's weird how you feel like the days go so fast and you feel like you're not getting enough done. Like I always have that feeling, even though you're constantly working, like I don't really do much else. Like I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I go and I hike and I, and I go in the grocery store, but then it's like work. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you still have that feeling like, you know, time goes too fast and I should be doing more all the time. So what do you do to unwind and relax? Um, hmm. um, well, yeah, I hang out a lot with my, with my best friend. So he, he helps me with that. I mean, we work together too. So it's, it's like, it's, it's a dual thing, you know, we, we, we have all that work part too, but we, we cook and we watch Gordon Ramsay, I guess, <laughs> and, uh, or go hike or we hang out with, a, with another friend and we could try to like go elsewhere at least like once a week. Cause he has a car. So he picks us up and, you know, we, we get to see other parts of LA because we're very like locked in in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, which has become kind of strange because there's no, there are not a lot of tourists anymore. So it's, the streets are very empty and, and um a lot more homeless people so it's not really as safe anymore so um yeah we yeah i stay in a lot <laughs> so it's nice that one one day week where we get out kind of what do you do when you stay in do, is there any like particular tv programs that you've been binging um hmm there's been a lot of Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> I have to say, uh, but it's, it's like light entertainment. It's nice. He's so, he's, he's so funny. Uh, lately I rewatched Stra Stranger Things actually. Really? Stranger yeah, I've I always wanted to try and get into Stranger Things. I just can't. I, it's, no? I think I get like halfway through the second episode and I end up watching something else. I don't know why. It's bizarre. Oh my God. What is it? Is it worthwhile <laughs> trying to persevere? What <laughs> is it worthwhile trying to persevere through to like the oh. next episode and see how far I can get? Yes, 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 a million times, yes. But I mean, if you if you don't if you're not stuck in that first episode, I don't know. Maybe it's not for you because, like, normally I didn't even think I didn't think my my best friend would like it, but but even he got stuck. So uh, it is such a great show. Uh, it's like enough to disappear into it and, and, and the whole 80s flair too is it's just amazing it feels like when we were kids i think i i enjoyed the first episode i think i just got distracted i'm like no. a, i'm like a cat with a feather so there's something else it's like Ooh. oh oh <laughs> hmm you need to uh lock yourself in in a dark room and just rewatch it try again Oh, I was I was going to ask a couple more questions, but I yeah I I'm yeah one one of the questions is going to be living in Sweden. What yeah. what what's it like? What's it like dietary wise going from living in Sweden where you have like one culture of food, and then moving <laughs> over to LA where food is going to be completely different, like over-the-top different yeah uh yeah i miss the swedish food i do <laughs> it's way more healthy and you know what's inside in a different way it's easier to uh 
manage your diet and all those things in Sweden for sure. But um, I've always cooked a lot, so I try to I try to still maintain the same diet a bit, or like eat the same. Like try to I try to cook, you know, my recipes either way. Um, but yeah, the fast food is 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 huge here. There's so much fast food um, and a lot of good stuff too. But it doesn't really <laughs> keep you skinny. Hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's different. What what's your like favorite recipe to cook? I think what I love the most is like what my grandma used to cook. It's just like a nice steak and and potatoes or and like a, I always make my own gravy and uh, and then in Sweden we have the lingonberries. Yeah, the lingonberries. Yeah, like the traditional stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. I mean, when I, when I lived in the states, I mean, I I loved, I loved all like the fast food and stuff. And then moving back yeah. to the UK, it was like really nice to start eating like English food again. Like having a Sunday roast here, mm. and, <laughs> and fish and chips. But <laughs> there's there was something about like going over to America and having the food there that was just, it felt different. It felt like I was eating something, com- even though it was like normal food that we get here, it just felt different. It's, it's Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> Did you ever eat at Panda? Panda? Yeah. No. What, Panda Express? Oh my. What is Panda? Oh God, you have to next time. It's amazing. It's so, so good. We don't have it in Sweden, so for sure that's that's one of the perks here. <laughs> What what do they have? Like what what's on the menu? It's like a Chinese place, but they they're just the best. They're it's a like, Chinese. Oh, I'm gonna love that. Orange chicken, uh, chicken teriyaki and stuff like that. It's so amazing. Oh wow! Oh, huge chain. You have these little panda bears everywhere. <laughs> I've I've never seen it. I mean, no. Where I went in America was Texas, and everything's like Tex-Mex, so it's very. The the only place that I've been that could be that would have it would be like Florida, but I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember. I remember seeing all like the outbacks and the like yeah. the Denny's, Denny's, Sonics, yeah. you know things like that. It's I don't remember. I don't remember seeing panda. If I see next time I see a panda, I'm going. I'm I'm yes. there. <laughs> You have to. It's amazing. It's the first. It's, it's probably the first and last thing. Like the first thing I eat when I come back, if I ever try, you know, when I travel back home for a bit, and like the last thing I eat before I get on the airport airplane. <laughs> it's very good. If you're eating fast food, that's that's the one that's like worth it. How has it been for you then, being like away from your family? I know you said earlier that you had, you felt a bit homesick and missing your sister. You know, yeah. do you still get those feelings now? that you've been there for a few years? I mean, it's more leveled out. So I'm used to how it works now. And we, we still have a very good connection and we talk all the time and, and, and especially with my sister then, because we've always been best friends. So she always knows what I'm up to. And, and we, we, we're still ever as close, which is really, really nice. Um, so I don't think that I'm as homesick or anxious in that way. But, but you know, it depends on the day. Some days, if you're feeling 
low, then yeah, it, it feels worse. And you wish that you could, you know, it was closer to go home and just take a weekend at home and, you know, get the normal stuff and the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is this is what's home now. So I think I'm very used to it. Even my friends are used to me being gone. Like, the, the, they, they anticipate that I won't be in Sweden a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I just had a niece, though. She just had a baby this year. So I think that is a little worse. It's going to get worse because she's growing so fast and... Obviously, those are the things that you want to be there for. So I, I went home for the baby shower in October. I went home in February when she was born. Um, and she was born even just like two days before my birthday. So I got to see her like the first time on my birthday uh, when she came home from the hospital. I know and it's a little girl and she looks like just like my sister kind of. And it's, it's so sweet. And But I, I mean, she sends me a lot of videos. So I think I've feel like I'm there, you know, and I see when she does all her funny things and when, you know, one day she's clapping, one day she's waving and all of these you know, developments that happen so fast. That is so adorable. Yeah. I just hope she's not walking anytime soon because I want to be there for some of the things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can all go over to LA and then you can witness it all in the sunshine. Yeah, I wish. I so I hope that she'll come visit though. I I, I know that she will when when the baby gets a little bigger. Has any- and also as soon as the 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 COVID situation is, is passes, I'm able to travel again. That's the thing now. So yeah, it's kind of that's. I think that feels more difficult because you can't risk leaving now because you won't get back in. You know. Has your family? Ever since you've lived in LA, has your family ever come across to stay with you? Yeah, they have. Especially my sister. She came here a lot in the beginning. Uh, So she's been here, I think, like four or five times, something like that. Uh, She used to come pretty frequently up until it was time to have a baby. (laughs) And... (laughs) My dad came here in the beginning, right when I moved here, because he was curious, you know, to see how I was, how I, I was set up. Yeah. So he's a little girl. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's worried. He wanted to see, you know, I had an apartment and where I was living, and and he even came to school with me, um, as you know, a guest because uh, he's curious and he loves music too. So he plays the guitar a bit. So he was like, he thought it was super cool to sit in on my classes. How is it that you actually got into music then? Initially, you know, as, say, a kid, you know, what was it that inspired you? It was probably my dad a lot because he he always played a lot of music. Like, it was never quiet. It was always, (laughs) like, it was always albums on, like, the... Back then, it was even vinyl. Uh, they had a huge uh, collection of albums, and and he always played the guitar. and And my mom, she likes to sing too, so they were both like big music lovers, so to speak. And uh, from my dad, I got all of the classic rock. Yeah. Uh, and my mom more the Swedish pop stuff, and uh, yeah, it was a good mix. And then that's that's the the basics, the foundation of you know my love for music and I was always singing in front of the mirror and I remember even the carpet that I we had that I was standing on you know pretending I had my mic and 
uh, <laughs> I had like a plastic guitar when I was little because I needed one just like my dad. And yeah, it's, it's been a lot of music. And, and whenever I, you know, I, I had instruments when I was little, I wanted a keyboard. I got one for my 11th birthday. I played the flute when I was little too. Um, yeah, the one like this on, yeah. on the side. The flautist. And, uh, yes, I was even in the orchestra. <laughs> um, since I'm in, I lived in a small town, I had to kind of do whatever was around. So that was what the kids were doing. Like you picked up an instrument and, and then you were part of the orchestra. So I did that for, for a few years, yeah. It's that automatic entry into the orchestra. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I wish I would have sung earlier. I did go to like a church choir, uh, which was fun, and, and I, I was very, very little then. I think it was six or seven when I started doing that. So it's it's always been music and, and in school choirs and stuff like that. What instrument have you enjoyed playing the most? I think piano, because that's what I wanted to pick, I remember, but it, it wasn't really available for some reason, so I kind of got stuck with the flute for like five years. And then I remember the joy when, when my teacher switched me over because he could teach both. He's like, if you want to play the piano, we can do that instead. And I was like 15 and like, finally, <laughs> yes, let's do that. That's so that, yeah. Um, going back to, going back to Sweden, whenever you go home, does everybody speak Swedish to you or do they all start speaking English because you're obviously speaking a lot more English in America? You... Yeah, no, they speak Swedish. <laughs> they for sure speak Swedish. Uh, I mean, everybody knows English in, in Sweden, but it's not what, it's not what we speak. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are shy, so they don't really, I think they understand and they know a lot, but they don't, they, you know, hesitate to, to try. I mean, your English is just perfect. Thank you. Really can't fault it at all. <laughs> well, I always, I always loved it. I don't know why. Like, I always picked up a lot from TV shows and stuff. I, and when I was little, there, I don't even think that we had subtitles in the beginning, so I kind of had to catch on a lot on my own. Yeah. Uh, with shows like Saved by the Bell, I love that show, and. It was like older kids and teenagers, and I wanted to watch it, but you know, I didn't understand half of it, so I had to kind of catch on. Um, Talking of Saved by the Bell, that was one of my nicknames, Screech, as a kid. <laughs> really? Oh, I love I, that show. At the moment, people obviously people can't see this because we're talking over a video chat, but at the moment, I'm wearing a Jack Daniels hat. But if I take off my hat and I ruffle up my hair, you girls, yeah. Apparently, I look a bit like Screech, particularly <laughs> when I was younger. That's amazing. Just put my hat back on. <laughs> Did you get shoved into lockers too? I hope you weren't shoved into lockers. <laughs> I was. I was bullied quite a lot as a kid, actually. No. Oh. Yeah. That, that's. I think that's what made me not want to pursue anything in front of the camera, but behind the mic instead. Oh. Got a face. Well, got a face for radio. <laughs> what? I've got a face for radio, as they say. Oh, <laughs> hey, stop it. But you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. You're doing a better yeah. job. 
<laughs> Thank you. Going forward from here, what is your like next next steps? You've mentioned that you're doing an EP. Have you got like a working title yet for the EP? Hmm. I have one in mind, but I'm I'm not sure that it's it's not set in stone, so it's nothing that I want to publicly yeah. announce, I guess. But uh, yeah, I have ideas for sure, and I've had for for a while, I think. Um, and the songs are like half done, so they're already laying around. So like, I know what it's going to be like, but it's just not quite ready yet, and they need to be. Um, the vocals need to be recorded and uh, then, you know, mixed and mastered and all that. Yeah. Which so it's, it's a time. few. I know it does. And, and now it's, 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 everything is harder now kind of with uh, finance, like money and, and, and people and connections maybe. So um, yeah, but we, we will get it done. I was planning this fall, but probably if I have it out before the end of the year, I'll be super happy. It might be early next year. We'll we'll see what happens, and and I kind of don't want to stress about it because because it's 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 no one's fault that the world looks like it does today, and I can't really I can't I can't help it. So it is what it is, and and, and it'll be out as soon as I can, as soon as <laughs> we're able to. Um, <laughs> as soon as you finish it, yeah, whenever that'll yes. be. No, it'll be soon, but we need to get everything ready, ready too. So. It's, it's depending on a lot of stuff, I guess. And but but yeah, I'm I'm dying to have it out. But I want people to hear it, and I want to have them finished and start writing new stuff. And and we have some um, we have we have um, we might have a duet for you even, and we have another one that I'm already planning to have like as my single after that. So in, it, there's a lot in the works that are like sort of half there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's but, exciting. Oh yes, yes, yes! Please stay tuned and 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 follow on social social media and all that, so you can have all the updates that to come. Where can we find you on social media? On Instagram, it's Sandra North underscore official, and uh, Facebook, Sandra North Music, and then I have my website, sandranorthofficial.com, uh, Spotify, and all of those too, and YouTube. Do you yeah. have any? Do you have any merch out? Do I have what? Do you have any merchandise out? No, I don't actually. See, that's something you can work on. I know. I would love that. I ordered, I do. The first thing I have, the only thing I have so far is like a little um, sticker. I have some stickers, but I don't have them out yet. Uh, I I don't know. I order them maybe for me or family (laughs) or, you know, (laughs) for shows or if i meet bands but i have some santa north stickers yeah um, i will expand on that merch uh, section later on <laughs> whenever you do start selling the sick- stickers let me know and i'll get you on the wall i'll get you on here <laughs> yay thank you yeah for those that don't know i've got if you've ever seen my live streams the wall behind me has always been kind of blank there's now an on-air sign and there's a load of little posters that are just yeah, to do like music or country music or like Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, it looks amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's now my wall. 
I, I wanted to like expand it and then move the camera further back so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. See, I, I didn't, yeah, be- I didn't want to invest in like a green screen and then change it all the time because it sometimes looks a bit choppy and changey. I just wanted to have something that was solid. Yeah. Old school is always better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so getting towards the end, I've got... I'd normally ask two specific questions. Is Jaffa okay. Cake a cake or a biscuit? But you don't have Jaffa Cakes in America. So no, you, I don't know what You is. won't know what that is. Um, no. <laughs> I've got a box here. It's called Jaffa Cake. Uh, and, okay. Uh, there's an image on the back. I don't know if you can see. You see how it's like a chocolate circle? It's like a chocolate okay. circle. Well, it's... Okay. It's a sponge. It's a layer of sponge. It's got like a orange jelly in the middle and then it's covered in chocolate. And the question oh. I normally ask is, is it a cake or is it a biscuit? But living in it but living in LA, you don't have them. <laughs> no. So I can't ask that question. <laughs> um but the second question that I can ask you. Yeah. Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Yes or no? Oh, that's a a debate. Uh, I would say yes. Yes, it's very common in Sweden. Super common. That's awesome. For me. For me. I didn't even like pineapple until like a year ago. So it's a recent yes. But nowadays, yes. That's awesome. Pineapple is amazing. What what, (laughs) what was it about pineapple that you didn't like? I don't know. I don't know. I just... I never really took to it. And then suddenly uh, we bought them fresh here. And like I, I bought like they have gadgets for everything here. So I found like <laughs> a thingy, you know, to screw it and really like get the, the thing out and like make nice little squares. And it's amazing. It's so good. I got like addicted. I can't stop eating them now. So they're amazing. <laughs> but I also have like an Italian friend, a really close friend here. And he would be devastated to hear my reply he he thinks it's like a tragedy to all pizzas all over to have pineapple on them so he would strongly disagree that's brilliant oh wow yeah i need to We've find had... i need to find some pizza i need to find some italians to come on the show and then oh. ask the question yeah <laughs> you should do that just upset everybody <laughs> yeah. yes yep what about drinks of choice? What's your go-to drink? I think Diet Coke or Coke Zero. It's just plain and simple and it kind of keeps you awake. <laughs> <laughs> keeps you awake um, without the sugar. Oh, no. Can I change my reply? <gasps> I have a way better one. Go on. Celsius. I don't know if you know it. Celsius. It's like an energy drink, but a healthy one, so it burns calories. No, I'm not sure. So I amazing. I don't think I've... I, it might be Swedish or at least Nordic uh, because it's super common back home. And then moving out here the first morning, <laughs> like I went to the grocery store, I actually found it here. Really? So, uh, it saved my life because it's like my coffee in the morning. It, it like really like awakens you. Plus, it's not even bad for you. Like people sell it in in health stores, but for if you're working out a lot, you know. Oh wow! Uh, so it's amazing. It. And have flavors, super good. Celsius. Celsius. Yes. I'm gonna have a look for that later. I would love to be a spokesperson for them because it's so like, such an honest uh, love of mine. <laughs> 
Okay, so that that's pretty much. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, please check out my video. I guess yes. It's yeah, it's on YouTube right now. Uh, it's had quite a lot of views. Uh, it's super sweet. We shot it in Malibu and uh, around the mountains. It's both. It has some mountain scenery and some beach scenery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very sweet. And uh, I hope you like it and share and all that and uh, follow. Yeah. What was I think it? That's it. What's it like filming? You know, filming music videos in like Malibu and having the scenery that you do is it nice it's so nice it's 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 really luxurious like it's 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 so pretty everywhere here all you need is a car to get to these places but <laughs> it's it's so nice and like you can shoot a bit like it's so nice because you don't you can just stop the car anywhere and just like if you have your camera you can start shooting kind of yeah and luckily, a friend of mine is also a video director, so I hired him to to help us out. And we kept a very small crew because of the the COVID. Yeah. So it was only like four of us. Um, it was such a hot day, super super hot, <laughs> like hitting the hottest day ever, like 40, 45 degrees Celsius, and we were like climbing these mountains to get to the top while trying to keep my makeup stay on and 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 you know not really hiking shoes or anything it was it was very <laughs> very hot but it turned wow. out very nice so i'm happy that's brilliant so yeah everybody check out that on youtube check out you on youtube amazon spotify any, yes anywhere really isn't it yes it's everywhere brilliant so thank you for coming on it's been lovely thank chatting you. to you yes yeah, super nice I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of the week and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.